Look up there in the sky. It's a bird. A plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. Sparkler. One Roman Candle. One Weekly Discussions of Comics and Nerd Culture. I'm your host, Robbie Norman, literature geek and writer. And I'm your other host, Eric Z. Goodnight, professional artist and illustration nerd. And we are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour, your home for news, reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, and much, 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 much more. You got really far away there. I have to come back. It is episode 170. Happy New Year, everyone. Mm-hmm. Surely 2017 will be a great year. Gung hey fat joy. What? It means be prosperous in the new year. I'll take it. I'll take that. Yeah. That's not bad. Mm-hmm. Do you really not know what that means? Every ch- I, I post it every Chinese New Year. I, Chinese Lunar New Year. I do not know. I do not know. I'm an ignorant American in Canada. You're, yeah, I was going to say, you're, you're a little bit Canadian now. A little bit. Hey, Hansmites. How you guys doing? Hope the new year is treating you well so far. We will be presenting our awards. Later on in today's mm. show, I'm pretty excited about that. It's always a fun time. We get to be dumber than probably usual. When That's we, just when, impossible. When we give out handies to everybody who deserves them. Mm. Mm, yeah. Uh, before we get there, though, we have some comic books that came out this very week to talk about. Are you excited, Eric? Uh, of course. Of course. It is time for Weekly Flabbeus. Weekly Floppies is the part of the show Eric and I will talk about a selection of this week's books, tell you to buy or do not buy them. May or may not be a mush meter involved, depending if we're feeling particularly mushy on a certain comic book. It goes from one to five. Those are numbers. They are numbers. Mm-hmm. Our first book of the week is... <clears throat> this This came out last week, so I'm, I'm cheating a little bit, but I felt we needed to weigh on on this one. Uh, it, it's Justice League vs. Suicide Squad, number one, written by Joshua Williamson. Arts Jason Fabok, colors Alex Sinclair, letters by Rob Lee. Uh, Suicide Squad's fight in Justice League, Eric. I know. This is just the the very concept of this book frustrates me. It's like. Why is that? Like, why are we chasing after an audience of readers for people who who share uh, articles on Facebook without reading them? Because that, like, like who, who, what, what kind of just like mentally and emotionally bankrupt person came up with the idea for this book? Um, Take the two big things that, that, that people know about us from us and let's put them together. Yep. I believe that is, that's someone's, that's someone's bright idea. That was the idea, I believe. (laughs) It's a genius. Uh, it's not a genius idea. It's a genius. It's a genius. I th- th- this is, I think, if I'm being perfectly honest, not an incredibly wretched comic book. Like I read it and it feels like it, it, it feels like The Rock or something. You know, I often compare dumbass comic books to that because it feels like there's some talent and intelligence that's kind of backpinning it. But it is just by its very nature, 
the dumbest thing possible. Yeah, it's it is a really it's really stupid. This is yeah. I mean, I in some ways I can get behind this more than other versus events because I think like the Justice League would have a problem with the Suicide Squad uh, like mm-hmm. inherently. So I can understand them going, "Yeah, we should probably not let that happen." Yeah. Uh, so that at least like it, but everything else about it is like I don't I wouldn't even call it the rock kind of cuz I think the rock is actually better. It's like I, it, it's a good movie, but it's like that or Die Hard. It's something that like it's good, you know, and it knows that it's dumb and it just does things for dumb plot-driven reasons. It it's it might be it might have some some core of it that's good, but it is certainly not smart. It is, yeah. That, I'm no. This book is not a smart comic book. It, I think, I think that's my main problem with it. Honestly, is that it is mm. trying to like be very wordy and talking and like I don't need like that. Like, be dumb or be smart, but don't be like some weird middle that's not either direction. I. Uh... I don't know. Are you, are, in 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 my heart of hearts, uh-huh. this is not a wretched and bad comic book, and there is a reader who will enjoy this. But this is—it's got a lot of stuff in it that I hate. That just—I'm sick of seeing. I'm sick of seeing like here's the cast shot with everyone mean mugging the camera. Yeah, I'm so fucking sick of that. And I I don't know who's really the worst at it. Because there's also, like, the big cast shot that's everyone punching each other. That's also in here. I know Marvel, like, that's almost every page of uh, Civil War 2. Mm-hmm. It's, um, they become, it like, I think these are big giant event superhero mm-hmm. fight teams, like, just team up fights, have, have are still, like, taking in those, all those tropes from the early, to, early mid-2000 kind of cinematic comics like that like that stuff that we've mostly moved past but these big event comics still do and Mm -hmm. they're tiresome you know you don't need to like and the like the little clever smarmy like hey this is captain boomerang don't make fun of his boomerangs like Mm -hmm. uh, harley quinn you know who she is i'm like well yeah yeah, we do but i mean that's dumb but honestly it felt like it felt like it had some wit to it it's not it doesn't turn my stomach. To me, I I look at this and I I see you know now I have a machine gun. Ho ho ho! Uh, I it's not clever, no. but for some reason, in its incredibly retarded context, it works. Are you a buy on does, this? Does that, does that make sense? I don't think I can really recommend this. Not for like certainly it's not for me i can i know comic book readers that would see this and love it i don't think um i i I don't know um i have read worse suicide squad books so this is a pretty okay suicide squad book that's true we have i think we've read much worse suicide squad books i i do feel like there are there's still that '90s kind of comic book fan out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, sir. Oh, I'm. They, I, they certainly are. I. Oh, I know. I mean, I'm thinking of people specifically, and I would recommend this book to them. I would 
I would just be like, yeah, you, you would like this. It's pretty good. And I would feel better recommending this over literally any other Suicide Squad or even if you were going to throw in Thunderbolts or something, something similar. Mm-hmm. I would recommend this over any of that crap. I I think I'm all the same place you are in that mm-hmm. for the type of comic it is, it yeah. is well executed. Like it looks nice. It, the writing is like fine. Like I don't I mean, like the premise itself. Like what else are you going to do with this thing? Like I don't, you're handing some writer like, Hey, you have to have like 30 characters in your comic book and you have to introduce mm-hmm. all of them. Uh, so like that it works. It's just, I don't, Really, I myself don't want to read it. Uh, I'd yeah. rather spend my time reading other books. Um, so I guess that's a do not buy. Uh, but obviously, I think everything you say still stands. Like for people who still like this kind of thing, mm-hmm. it's a good example of it. It's just I don't think we are the target audience. No, no. For what it's worth, any team with Wonder Woman, Batman, and Superman in it is going to mop the goddamn floor with the Suicide Squad. Yeah, unless the Suicide Squad has some kryptonite handy, or they're like, what are they yeah. going to do with Superman? Like, Superman alone no. could take out everyone on the Suicide Squad. There's not, unless Deadshot has a kryptonite bullet in his bandolier somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, I don't, I don't know. I, I think that's, I do see a, a, a thread of this where it's like, this is not actually going to be them fighting each other for too long. Like they got to yeah. it in the first issue and there's that, there's an ominous other team that's like being kind of introduced at the very end. And I feel like is going to quickly focus towards trying to fight them then. You know, a thing that I would find way cooler is kind of any one of them taking on the whole suicide squad. That would be easy, a, a, a lot more interesting. Yeah. I'd like to see Wonder Woman fight the whole Suicide Squad by herself or see Batman try and figure out how he was going to beat all of them all by himself. Yeah. That's kind of awesome. But the that, Justice that League as a fun. whole, not, that's yeah. not fair for Suicide Squad, really. No. Uh, so that's a double do not buy on Justice League yeah, versus Suicide Squad number one? With with some, some Ca- nuance some heavy, there. Heavy caveats. Yeah, like I, I, if I'm perfectly honest, it's a great looking book. It's dumb as fuck. I could almost see reading the trade, but it's not one. It's one that I would shame read in a closet. <laughs> you have to be you in a like closet. That, huh? You have to be in a closet to do it. Yeah, no, obviously. Obviously. Yeah. So our next book is Hulk, number one, written by Mariko Tamaki, art. Nico Leon, colors, Matt Miller, letters, Corey Pettit, designer, Manny Medeiros. Uh, this is following Jennifer Walters after her injury in Civil War Two, seeing where she, what happens with her. Uh, I really like this comic book. I don't. Really? Yeah. Um, Why is this not my This is not, this is, well, I mean, this is a, this is a, like a manga. Yeah, it really is. I think I would have said that even if I hadn't noticed that the author has a Japanese name. It's because it's very evident that the way this is written is someone who grew up reading a lot of manga. And in and of itself, that is fine. 
I could, I, I don't mind a slice of life kind of storytelling, uh, based around, uh, 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 Jennifer Walters, but I just, I don't like this. It doesn't really, this weird, vulnerable, reserved person, like that is not a thing that I really want to see out of She-Hulk. Like it's, like she's not, I, I, I I don't want to see vulnerability. She's just like a badass. That's kind of what's great about her is that she's like strong and confident and always competent. You know, I that that's what I love about her. I I don't hate this, but it's I I think I, 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 don't I, know. I think when you say that, I think I I understand because I never I think that's I think that is what the crux of this, if you like this comic, is going to be. Yes. Like, well, if you like, I don't know, I, I never found, like, Jennifer Walters was always, like, I think, fine to me. I never, like, I, that the, um, I can't think of his name, uh, the last She-Hulk comic, um, the lawyer, She-Hulk. Charles Sewell. Charles Sewell. His book. Like, that was good, but. Yeah. Yeah, that was a very good book. Uh, I, I don't. Well, I think, like, the, the moment that kind of defines that book for me very early in mm-hmm. it's it's kind of her save the cat moment in it mm-hmm. is she walks through the door and she gets basically chewed out for being a, a thoroughly excellent lawyer and she's like well i've billed all these hours you made a million dollars off of me and they're like no you're fired because we expected you to bring on all of these accounts and you know we don't expect this and she's like, all right, well, I, I quit, fuck you. And she, like, makes their table explode with one touch of her finger. I remember that, yeah. And that is, like, that's exactly, to me, who this character is, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that. I don't really think that, what is the point? And, I mean, it's like... Why would you take Wonder Woman and give her PTSD? You know, why would you take, like, a powerful, iconic female figure and, like, tell a story of vulnerability like this? I mean, I'm not against seeing where this is going, and I don't think that she's just going to be... The same. No, I I imagine there will be some kind of growth of some... Like, back to where she was, I assume. But I, I think... I really like this because it shows stuff that a lot of superhero comics, it shows trauma. Like it, mm-hmm. uh, like it shows the effects of like, yeah, she almost died and her cousin got, is dead. Like mm-hmm. there's so often like we just move past like onto the next super, like as soon as events over, as soon as an arc is over for the comic, a lot of times like, and oftentimes you see heroes move on to different writers and they immediately just go, Oh, whatever. All that awful stuff that just happened. Mm-hmm. No ramifications. They just keep going because they're tough and they're strong. And I don't, I think I, I understand that I don't want you're taking a strong female character, quote unquote. Well, it, the thing and, and dressing it's, it's, it down, it's, but no, it's beyond, it's beyond just doing that as much as it's like, she Hulk is a character who is, both feminine and masculine and she's awesome at doing both Mm -hmm. you know and that's kind of what's so incredible about it and to just make her 
like a little sniveling um, uh, slice of life manga stereotype, which is how this kind of reads to me. I don't like it so much. I mean, I I am always willing because it is it's a different take. It's interesting, but it's literally got She-Hulk laying on the ground in a fetal position. Mm-hmm. And it's really very wrong for the character. I mean, I think if you want to show some some vulnerability, I think you have to go about it a different way. I don't. Um, I I think that this is them going like, forget about old Jennifer Walters. I know, and that's like, well, forget about forget forget about old Captain America. <laughs> kind of, yeah. I, well, I mean, it's dumb. It's it's fucking dumb. It doesn't make sense. It does not make sense. It's like you take what is good and established well and throw it away. Well, I I agree with you on like a like a critical viewpoint, but they are also pro- I of course I don't we don't know any of this, but like editorial like do they how far do they make these decisions? Do they go, "Okay, well Brian Michael Bendis is going to have a traumatic injury to a character in Civil War Two. Do who decides? Does he decide? Oh, I wanted to be Jennifer Walters, and then editorial goes, "Oh, we uh, well, we can try and launch a new book with her and change it up, and maybe it will be like Hawkeye. You know, we can do something weird with it or different than what we've established with her, and because that that was like we like Hawkeye, right? Like, but that Hawkeye, there's old Hawkeye fans who hated the new Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Because it was, it's different. It's not the same Hawkeye. It's he's a different kind of character in the in the Matt Fraction book, and I think that this is them doing the same thing with this and saying, "Oh, if you like the old one, well, I'm. We hope you like this. If you don't, we're hoping we can get a larger audience with it." I'm not saying that's necessarily a good thing to do, but I, I that's my guess is like their ideology with this, like their 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 focus. It it's just. Nothing about it really makes sense. And I guess maybe what you're saying is right. I mean, I just sort of am. I I liked what She-Hulk was, you know? Mm-hmm. And I liked that she was at peace with both sides of who she was. I don't like... I mean, what if they made... What if they made Quicksilver exactly like The Flash and he's super nice guy now? That's I, that's the way Quicksilver is now. How do you deal with that? I don't like it, and I well, I don't like that they. Yeah. Made, I don't like it that they made him in, in Inhuman instead of a mutant to begin with. Well, so I know. I already. He's, he's a. I'm already not he, on the Quicksilver much of the Quicksilver fan club unless they change. Oh yeah. Back to like, I no, I understand. I'm just the it, thing. It's the just thing matter. It gets to a per, yeah. like, personal taste where like it is an it is found, like a foundational thing that like either it you like it or you reject it and. I think like... that you can you can tell a story, but you either I mean Hawkeye was empty. He was a dude that shot arrows that was a ripoff of Green Arrow. He was Purple Arrow. You know there was nothing to Hawkeye. Well, that's, you know that's... no one really thought much about him ever. That's how a lot of people think about She-Hulk. Uh, but there's always been more depth to She-Hulk, and there's I, been a lot of people uh... that have done it really well. I don't think that I mean who wrote Hawkeye. I don't think he ever really had his own standalone book, did he? He was West Coast Avengers, like that was kind of a Hawkeye book. I mean, he was mm-hmm. the leader of the team for a long time. Mm-hmm. There's other like he's never had much of a like a She-Hawk. I think of John Byrne first of all, and then I think yeah. of the Charles Soule book, and that's mm-hmm. that's what I think of when I think of like 
I don't know. Are you uh, a firm do not buy on this one, Eric? Uh, no, I don't think I have huge problems with it. But it's not bad. It's just really not my She-Hulk. Like, I don't understand making her weak and gentle. And she's literally, she's literally walking out the door with a piece of toast in her mouth. That's, that's happening. I don't know. Maybe I should just fall down on Do Not Buy, but I kind of, I want to see where it's going. Because it's not a bad book. It's just really, really wrong. And I think kind of time will tell on this one. Because it could be four issues in, and it's great. But right now, I I can't really stand by it. I'm gonna I'm gonna say no for right now, and I'm gonna I'm gonna check in on it. I'm gonna see how I feel about it after a couple of issues. So that's a, a do not buy. Yeah, I think so. Okay, then we are a split decision on Hulk number one. It's a it's a weird it's a weird thing. I'll definitely say yeah. that it's a weird book. Next up. Is Mother Panic, number two, written by Jody Hauser, illustrator Tommy Lee Edwards, letters John Workman, edited by Molly Mahan. We read the first one of these. Of course we did. And I was thought we could follow up, see how we felt. I'm just gonna go ahead and put this out here. Okay. This is a this is a, a good comic book. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what it is about reading these young animal books that just make me feel fucking stupid. Like, I'm like, what the fuck is happening all the time? It just, can, I, like, I've, I don't know what it is about being in this world that I just don't understand. I feel like this book would make a lot more sense in a trade, waiting month to month to to have to re-examine why is this person doing this over and over. It's just, it's challenging. I, I 100% agree with you. <laughs> Yeah, like they're all like this, and they're all—I don't know if "dense" is the right word, but they're—they're—they're they're, they're nuanced, and they don't hold your hand. They're no. very challenging comic books, every one of them. That's why we're not like we've given positive reviews to every single one of these young animal books that we've yeah. read. Yet this is the only one we followed up on so far because of all of them, this is the one that's probably the easiest to follow and that is like i think it's the i think it's the it's probably the most street level and the most traditional yeah which i I think that's that's how i would put it yes uh so i like i am it's like doom like all those other books i will be buying trades of them and we might Mm -hmm. read them on in book clubs at some point but like what you said is completely true. Trying to follow them from like yeah. month to month is very difficult and basically requires you to read all of it all over again. It's really yeah. to get a grasp on what is happening. Uh, it is. a. I still I like this comic. It is everything you said stands true about this and all the other young animal books. They don't hold your hand They're They don't. You can tell they follow a different editorial process than the DC superhero books, which I like you think I think of Marvel and DC books a lot of the time like they are you know they go through the, the those huge editorial staffs are there to make sure that anyone can pick them up and understand what's happening at any mm-hmm. point and I feel like these books are purposely given more leeway to be looser and I I think you're right in that it would definitely read better in a trade. You have to re-familiar side. There's one, they don't have uh, recap pages like Marvel does, which help to some extent. 
when you're yeah. when you're lost. But the 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 very nature of all those young animal books and that they're kind of weird and they use different narrative techniques and they are all departures from different genres. This is mm-hmm. the this is happens to be the superhero one. Well, the other ones are like I guess Doom Patrol is also kind of that, but not really. Uh, I don't know. I'm a buy on it. I I like it. It is doing. I I enjoy it too. It it, it I I like how it looks. I I like I like the character. I like the this weird this weird sub Gotham we're in. I think mm-hmm. that's that's interesting. Uh, like just seeing Batwoman drive by and going like, why is she wearing white? What is going? Yeah. What's happening? Like, like getting a different. It is after Labor Day. <laughs> uh, but it's you. You need to like study up before you read these things. They're they're yeah. they, they're you have to pay attention. You have to read them slowly and often. Go back and like refamiliarize with stuff. You refamiliarize with other the other books in the series. Uh, I guess there's that caveat, but I'm still by. I still think this is a very good comic. Oh yeah, no, it's strong. Tommy Lee Edwards is, he's always been great. He was at my first couple Heroes cons, you know, when I was a, a youngin, and he was fabulous then, and he's fabulous now. Although I will say this feels really influenced by Sean Gordon Murphy. Yeah, I can see that. I think mostly the combination of brushwork with color, it feels, uh, and we established that he's most likely doing his own color here. Yeah, there's no uh, colors listed, so I assume he's doing yeah. his own colors. It just mistakes. says illustration by yeah. or whatever it says. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's nice and sparse, good comic book color. I mean, he's always had a good sense of color, and it's. I think it's really, really lovely. I I enjoy this book, even though I don't know what this shit's going on. <laughs> there's there's a superhero. She's might. She might I be. You she don't have might to ex- be unhinged. Uh, there's. You don't. You don't have to explain her, that part to me. Her it's mo- just. Her mom's in a garden. Yeah, her mom is uh, uh, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, yeah. There's... She's rich. She killed her mm-hmm. dad. I think. I I, I understand, mm-hmm. but it's 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 too little, and the dots aren't connected, and it's confusing. We'll, to... we'll we'll come back to it. It's another it, 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 probably better off in a larger collected format. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I that's I think we have we we've mentioned it more than one time that serial yeah. the, the serialized format of comic books is often to their own detriment. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that and it doesn't seem like anyone writes to writes to that format anymore. They not, don't write to that weekly, monthly format. Especially not in these books. No, no. Because, well, I mean, probably because the sales just aren't there. Or people only buy, people either buy both or only one. Yep, yep. So, double buy, Mother Panic number two. Next up is Savage number two. Written by B. Clay Moore, art Clayton Henry and Louis LaRosa. Colors Brian Reber, letters David Lanfear. Uh, Savage Land Dinosaur Island soccer mm-hmm. soccer man with his, yeah, his um, child and David Beckham. David Beckham his, loses it, loses an arm. He doesn't make it. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't make it. Uh, I, I still like this. We I was mm-hmm. we were kind of like, hey, do we are like we like this in that first yeah. one, and I think I yeah I like this. This is I I enjoy the. 
I still think there's not, it sometimes feels like there's not a lot happening mm-hmm. in these issues. Like it feels like I'm reading it and then it's over because there's lots of pages that have the whole like two or three page spread. is just like established like, Oh, there's dudes and now there's another dude mm-hmm. and now there's jumping and now there's dead dudes. Mm-hmm. That's four, that's four pages, four whole pages. Yeah. And it looks really nice. It does. And I, I like the, how many artists were listed? Just the one? Two. It's like, it's, yeah, that would make sense because, you know, you're, you've got the past and the present. Mm-hmm. And the, the present is more painted and well rendered and the other one is flatter, more, more standard comic book look. Mm-hmm. And it works really well. I like it a lot. I, I am surprised that something that is, um, you know, just sort of founded on tropes because it's very, it's, it's very lost, you know, and it's very savage land. It's stuff that you have seen before in a lot of shit and it's somehow very good. So yeah, it's, it's worth a read. Yeah, I completely agree. I'm, it's like, hey, I, I kind of didn't realize I needed a dinosaur, wild dinosaur comic in my life, but. Hey, mm-hmm. wild dinosaur comic. David Beckham gets his arm ripped off. Poor David Beckham. He did not make he it. Will, he will. He will not look as fabulous. No, he won't. With one arm. No, no underwear uh, advertisements for him. Nope. Half of his face kind of ripped off. Not good. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, piece of shit. <laughs> I don't know why. Just <laughs> like very hostile. To, to, yeah. It's a, a soccer player. Yeah. Uh, it's a double buy for Savage number two. <laughs> I apologize for for my existence. I accept your apology. Okay, you're welcome. I don't. I don't think they were. Okay. Our final book of the week uh, is Civil War two number eight, the final issue, right? Written by Brian Michael Bendis, art David Marquez, future artists. Adam Hubert, Laniel Francis Yu, Daniel Acuna, Alan Davis and Mark Farmer, Marco Rudy, Mark Bagley, and John Dell, Isad Ribic, with colors by Justin Ponsor and letters by Clayton Cowles. That was my favorite part of this book, was just like the one-page random pinups. Mm-hmm. Because I can pretend that they're not part of anything. <laughs> I'm like, I, I just like this. Like, I get I get Zangief uh, 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 Colossus. I like Zangief Colossus. That's awesome. Zangief Colossus is pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, Zangief Colossus, like creepy Captain America staring at the crumbling Capitol building. Pretty great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Medusa fighting weird robot things with the, the Herculoids. Mm-hmm. Pretty great. Sad Spidey with a... Uh, 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 why can't I think of what the thing is? The Sentinel falling on him? Mm-hmm. But I don't know why... Uh, Captain Marvel's crying at Ultron. That's a weird thing. That's from Age. I believe that I believe that is from the Age of Ultron comic, where they averted some off awful future. Mm-hmm. I don't. I I don't. It, those are very interesting, and if they were not a part of this greater comic book, mm-hmm. I would like them probably more. I think they are the best part of that because they are divorced from. Yeah. All this stuff happening in this comic book. Uh, Tony Stark's not dead. He's just in a coma, I guess. 
Is that? I guess that's what it is. I don't know. Yeah, he's in a he's in a smart guy coma. Yes, that that makes sense. Of course it does. <laughs> of course, Beast does not even want to draw blood from him because I don't know why. Doesn't really like a lot of stuff well, in this comic. If, it's if not he, very smart. No, I know. If he removes blood from him, uh, uh, little tiny smart robots inside uh, what's his face will uh, take the blue out of out of uh, uh, Beast or something. He'll it'll eat his X genes. I'm just saying random words. I was gonna say I'm like you might that might no. as well have been written into this comic book because it literally no, is I just, know. It's just it's stupid as shit. Throw it everything at the wall <laughs> and whatever. We have yeah. Captain like them yell oh, I Captain Marvel is yelling, I forgive you for what? Why? What did Tony Stark do? I don't I still don't understand what they're there's it's just all nonsense. It's just yeah. nonsense to like it, it it's the like the, that it made me very like I'm glad we didn't read it the last couple of these because mm. why did why why did we could have read the first well, issue mean, and the last issue and would have been fine. It, how many did we miss? Two. I, does it feel like we've missed any? No, it doesn't. It feels it doesn't. like it feels like it just happened. This is literally just like yeah. hey, the natural extension of what I was gonna mm-hmm. like. You could have read issue one and this issue and. I think I would Why? still not like it, but I at least would know yeah. what happened. Exactly. Why do you need that many issues of nothing? Uh, Why? Because they are $5 a piece, hmm. and they sell many copies. That is what Mar- That is what uh, 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 Alexo Alonso says. That's what he, he says. He says, hey, they, we, they just sell, so we keep making them. Mm-hmm. I... That's a good way to to look at things. Yeah, it's great, and also, it, and it depresses half your titles when you force them to have tie-ins, and no one buys the tie-ins because they don't want to read the story about uh, Power Man and Iron Fist getting involved in the Civil War too. They want to they want to read the normal Power Man and Iron Fist. The one I mean, where... I wonder if it does depress the titles. It, I mean, the people that are fans of the books, they probably don't read it, but it probably gets other dummies reading it, and that's all they care about. I know that Marvel sales are down for the past couple months. That's probably good because it's garbage. It is. And the variant covers are the things that are keeping them afloat, apparently, like keeping their sales mm-hmm. reasonable. Uh, this is not – you don't need – like, hey, we already know that Tony Stark is out of action. Like, I, I, I don't understand the need – why this happened ulysses is gone now like he doesn't even stick around he's just like some cosmic force that mm-hmm. we that we'll theoretically see in the future at some point but i don't know it's it, i i wanted to for us to at least touch on the end of it because it it's bad it's not yeah it's not good i do think that it's not it's another thing not not necessarily bad on the execution level it's i i just think that there's been a lot of this lately of just terrible premises with pretty good execution that i don't know we're we're shaping the entire marvel universe for a year to five years on bad action movie comic yeah and they do this every year there is a one of these every year well they 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 have done it well for like two years in a row, and they totally took a dump on this summer. 
yeah, it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. Because there's, I, I don't know. It, I, I, I kind of just don't want. If the superheroes are gonna fight each other, make it a, a reasonable reason. Like make it. I thought Death of X was very good. Yeah, that's yeah, that and it is makes reasonable. sense. Yeah, yeah, Death of X was excellent. I would, I would read Death of X, but instead we have to have this. And Death of X was four issues. This was. 18. I felt like it, I felt like it could have been more issues than four, but it still worked really well. I, I, that, you could do five. I think five would be great. Um, mm-hmm. but this, like you said, we skipped two issues. What did we miss? Nothing. Zero. Mm-hmm. What we yeah. missed was spending ten dollars. Is what we missed. Um, I, I'm a do not buy. You don't need. You already know all this. All the ramifications of this. There's nothing in this that is like inherently. Oh, you need to read this. It's just like, eh, whatever. It's just kind of a big. I, I'm, I'm, a, re- I'm a do not buy. I really want to draw Zangief Colossus. I think that's like the coolest thing I've ever seen. No, don't buy this book. God damn it! It is a really pretty book. Though. Yeah, they all have looked gorgeous, but they really have. I, I can't like, like those, like, and all those pinups are great from all those different artists, and yeah, mm, but you, I mean, but five dollars. For that, I I don't want, I, I I don't know, I don't want, you know, I saw, I can't remember who Marv Wolfman was talking to, but it was Marv Wolfman on Twitter, and it was some writer, you know, one of the ones that you would expect, one of the one of the good ones. But Marv Wolfman said to him, you know, continuity puts the the best writers at the mercy of the worst. And I think that really accurately describes what's going on in this book. Mm-hmm. Not that it's, because I, I don't, I don't want to blame the writer here, you know. But there's still writing decisions that are made that have ruined this book. It's like take to take that metaphor to like an even greater standard. It is the event comics, like in general, like. If they're mm. bad, they basically enslave the they, rest of the line to them. They poison the well for everyone. Yes, and uh, this is really rough. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we get we get traumatized baby person Jennifer Walters dead. We get Rhodey dead. Bruce Banner dead. Bruce Banner dead. Tony uh, Stark mostly dead. We do get Doctor Doom, Iron Man, that's pretty, which is that's good, pretty pretty rad. That's pro. Um, I I mean, honestly, you could tell that story without him having to be Iron Man. You just make him a good guy. Just say, hey, yeah. Doom has a change of heart. It's not he like that was the whole deal with him after he isn't it like, hey, he's a new new guy after Secret Wars reboot. Like, mm-hmm. you don't need to knock out Iron Man to do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's not much. I mean, I mean, functionally, there really isn't. There never has been too much of a difference because this is less. Doom, Doom, Doom had like he basically had his own Iron Man suit anyway, didn't he? Yeah, that's functionally what you know? he was. Yeah, yeah. Ex- except he had fucking magic powers, also. <laughs> also, yeah, that's why Doom's yeah. really good is because yeah. <laughs> he has everything. He's a, <laughs> he's a genius, and he has an Iron Man suit and magic powers. Mm-hmm. Uh. And he's, he can say Richards. Yeah, exactly. When Hick, Jonathan Hickman, when are you coming back and write writing your 
the the future foundation in space comic starting up galaxies and stuff good god when are we getting the 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 richards family like solving like doing voyager-esque starting up universe things when's that comic coming out i know it's out there come on man oh man i know you're tired you wrote like four like six marvel comics all at once for like three years in a row but come on man i need some of that i need some of that all right, do not double do not buy Civil War two number eight. Don't don't buy that. Don't buy it. You know, if you haven't bought already, don't buy it. You don't need to. We can move on. Can we? We can. We will. Okay. It's a new year. To our next segment. It is time for checking in. Checking in is a part of the show. Eric and I talk about what we've been up to during our holiday break this time. Things we've read, touched, done, played, eaten, listened to, all that mm-hmm. stuff. I was in I was in Florida. We hung out. I saw Eric. We did things. We did. We had a Christmas thing together. That also happened. We ate a lot of food there. You, Eric we bought ate, mini donuts. They were, they were delicious. I'm glad. Now you can take that back. And you, when you go to Tim Hortons, you're like, it's just not the same. It's there's it's just not the same. It's not the same. Tim Hortons is not a donut, a good donut establishment. Everyone talks about it like it is. They... They don't. They've not, have not had good donuts that they think Tim Horton. Tim Horton donuts are fine. They are okay. But I would not get if I wanted donuts. First and foremost, I would not go to Tim Hortons. That is good. I'm glad that they've not they've not ruined you yet. Not yet. So this has been some good Tim Hortons talk. Yeah. What What do you want to talk about, Eric? Oh, you want to hear from me? Yeah. What'd you do? What you? What'd I have. You, uh, what'd you I want? have two albums that I think I need to tell you about. What are they? Uh, one is. Uh, the, the, uh, the aforementioned Run the Jewels 3. Have you listened to it yet? I I have not listened to it yet. They, they, uh, they released it early on Christmas Day or the day before. It was on Christmas. It was, I woke up on Christmas Day and I'm like, oh, run the, I got an email. Run the Jewels 3 is out. Okay. Yep. It did come out and it's, uh, pretty good. I don't know that I like it more than RTJ2. Yeah. Which I think is uh, one of the best hip-hop albums I've ever heard. I think that this is good. It's solid. I was going to say, I like, two is, two is amazing, so no, it, two is, it, it's two really hard is to... Like, no, two is incredible, and I I have listened to a lot of hip-hop albums in the past two years. Like, I'm trying to really... I, I'm trying to understand the the, you know... The, the genre and the movement of it. I, I, I'm trying to get a better sense of it so I can talk intelligently about it. The, but I, I, that is RTJ, a, what's that? I was going to say that's a monumental effort on your part. It, it really is because it's the kind of thing that it's, it, I don't know. It's, it's fascinating. Like I feel like it is one of the most interesting art forms that we have now is, is hip hop and the divisiveness in it. And this, the new stuff that young people are doing is fascinating. And the division of, like, you know, the trap music and, like, the mumble rappers that, that people are – it's so interesting. Even if I don't like the music, just the discussion is so interesting. And the fact that there are people that just completely write it off or just listen to just trashy whatever party music, I don't know. It fascinates me. But Run the Jewels is – a it is a good album and i think i need to listen to it a couple more times to really get a sense of the shape of it you know read the lyrics and really think about what's going on but i think that rtj2 is still 
easily better because it, I, I did not have to work to get into RTJ2. Yeah. It was just like two listens, and I'm like, well, this is a goddamn classic. I'm going to be listening to this all of my life now. But RTJ3 is good. I mean, I think that, you know, it is a good, solid album, and I think that Killer Mike and the LP are incredibly talented. Um, Kind of like that, there's another album, another 2016 album. Uh, It is called Atrocity Exhibition by a young man named Danny Brown. Are you familiar with Danny Brown at all? No. Danny Brown is kind of like, he's been around for many years. I'm calling him a young man. He's probably our age, honestly. Um, we're young. But he's, he, yeah, I'm not saying that like we're a million years old or anything, but, you know, young man, like 22 or 25. I mean, there's, there are huge rappers that are fucking 19 years old, you know. Um, Danny Brown makes really weird music. Um, but he is, he's a great lyricist and like a, he makes really interesting music. And when it was, for, my first introduction to it was a song that he did with a couple other rappers. One of the big names was uh, Kendrick Lamar was on the track and it's called Really Doe. Uh, and I'm sure it's like, I could not have, I could not have sounded whiter saying that. Um, <laughs> It came from the streets. Um, it is a great track, and I just, it's just one of those things that, like, when you hear it the first time, it just has all these sounds in it that, like, your brain can't parse. You're just absolutely not used to hearing them. And, like, Danny Brown in particular, like, his voice, like, his literal voice, like, he sounds, he sounds like a rapping Muppet. He sounds so weird, but like his songs and his albums are kind of like you're falling into this world of madness that, that Danny Brown is showing to you. And it, it's one of those things that you're rewarded with more listens. And the more that you look at his lyrics and the more you think about what he's showing you, you know, the deeper it goes, the better it gets. I'm finding a lot of hip hop is that way. And a lot of a lot of artists that I really respect really respect Danny Brown, um, but this is one of the most interesting and probably one of the best albums of 2016. Is uh, Danny Brown's Atrocity Exhibition? So yeah, those those two guys. That's I'm I, I'm going to listen to the uh, Run the Jewels sh- album, of course. But I that Danny Brown sounds interesting. Uh, I'll you have to you should to it. you should listen to it at the very least. Really Doe is the single off of that album, and I don't know why everyone isn't talking about this uh, this song, because it's incredible. Kendrick Lamar is like a superstar right now. Yes. If you have not, he released an album in 2016 as well uh, of like, I don't know, it's supposed to be quote-unquote unpolished work. It's called Untitled Unmastered, mm-hmm. and it's just like 11 or 12 untitled tracks, and they're incredible. Like I honestly, like I, I listened to his his album from 2015 or 2014, and it's called "The Pimp a Butterfly," and this is better. It's really incredible. Um, no, Kendrick Lamar is nuts. How good he is. Um, but yeah, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say that the title uh, "Atrocity Exhibition." That is, uh, there's a book written by J.G. Ballard called "Atrocity Exhibition," 
Uh, which, it is probably a uh, uh, it's we, probably a reference to that. I would not doubt it. If like you mentioned, like descending into madness, and we mm-hmm. like that is what J.G. Ballard books yeah. are like. They are absolutely yeah. ins- it, like it's just complete insanity. There's there's it 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 there's not even a surface level of like hey this is what we're, it's just like hey get strap yourself in crazy mm-hmm. crazy yeah. is gonna be about to hit you in the face. So that and that that's that's kind of that kind of is who Danny Brown is. You have to you have to dive in and swim. You have to be a part of his world to understand it. But I I I think you're rewarded for it. So it's a it's a great album. It I'll really put, is. I'll put it on my to listen list. At the very least, listen to the single, watch the video. It will you'll just be like, what in the hell is this? And it's good. If I if I can just throw one more thing at you, uh oh, I uh, bought myself because I also bought like my cousin's kids one of these as well. Oh right, there's yeah. a new uh, Raspberry Pi out, the Raspberry Pi three. I bought them to I bought them one and I bought myself one. I'm gonna make a uh, a retro pie, uh, what you would call because it's the retro pie image operating system. You mm-hmm. know, it's based on the 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 raspian that it typically runs and i'm sure that means almost nothing to you but the thing that's neat about it is it is really very nicely integrated with a lot of emulators it's got a really pretty front end um you can operate the computer completely once it's set up completely with the controller you know and it you can use basically any usb controller or bluetooth uh i mean because the raspberry pi 3 comes with in uh onboard uh, Wi-Fi on board, Bluetooth. You do not need additional dongles for that. So it's pretty awesome. I'm I'm really quite pleased with it. I'm very happy that. Uh, I mean, how many devices do you have that can play emulators? But this is a really slick one. You know, if you were wanting to get a uh, an NES Mini, this is a pretty simple way. With I mean, you could make one of these, Robbie. Yeah, I you know. It's, and you, I mean, I you're, not, a, you're not like I have a huh? pie that I want to make a a you, simple like you, a, a little mini NES whatever emulator. Yeah, no, you you so do you have a pie three? Or no, what do you I have? have the last one. Get the pie three. I mean, it's like thirty forty bucks, even with some markup. For, I bought it off of Amazon. There's a little bit of markup, but I didn't care. But you know, get it from whoever. Get a pie three. Put the uh, because that like they they just keep getting more and more awesome. They really really do. Um, but you can get a Pi 3. You can, and you don't have to be terribly technical to download like the Win32 disk imager and to put it on the card and then plug the thing in and then it just works. You know, the, it can be a little challenging like hooking up the Wi Fi or, but I mean, there's great documentation, YouTube videos, how to do everything. Super, super easy. And RetroPie is awesome. It's so fun to use. And, you know, like you, it'll play. You know, PlayStation games and PS2 games and, you know, all kinds of stuff. You get a, a big enough SD card and you got a, a really great little toy. It's fun as hell. I'm going to get some, I'm going to get myself some, uh, some Bluetooth controllers for it and put it in my living room. And it's going to be able to play these games on my television. It's really going to be awesome. I'm really mm-hmm. thrilled. I'm nodding. I, I can tell. Yeah, it comes it's through. Ra- it makes for good radio. Yeah, it does. Nodding along. Yep. No, yep. Uh, you ready to hear about some things? I love things. 
I love uh, your things. Oh, I was on vacation for two weeks. I had uh, a lot of time to consume stuff. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll check in with the, some highlights. Uh, I read Warren Ellis's new novella. Okay, nice. Called Normal. Called Normal. Called Only normal thing he's ever done. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was originally serialized in four parts. Now it is out. It came out in November. Collected. Uh, it is not very long. I read it, it in an hour. It's novella. Yeah, I read it maybe in, in an hour. In an hour, wow. Hour two, not, it was not, a, it's not very, I read fast, but even yeah. the slowest of reader, it would not take very long. It is, I, I think, like, I can't even, I don't, I don't know how long it is, but it's not very long. It's, it's pretty short. Uh, it's, uh, it reads like something that Warren Ellis wrote. Mm. Um, but, uh, the elevator kind of pitch for it is futurists, people who, work on predicting the future uh this it happens in the near future it doesn't really have a a time like a hard year it's set in but it reads like the near future uh that where futurists who end up suffering mental breakdowns because they stare at uh the harsh realities of life too much have to go to this clinic uh in a place called normal and they have to kind of reckon with how what they what they know about technology and humanity and kind of have to cope with that. It's really smart. It's really interesting. It has all the things in it that I like about Warren Ellis fiction. You know, it's kind of actual science, like actual, like it's science fiction now. But I think like he studies and reads about like real futurists all the time. and. It reads like it is going to be reality in not too long. The 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 problems that they are talking about in the in the book about uh, about um, privacy mm. and the internet and power of governments and stuff like that. It's really really good. Uh, it's I would recommend it to anyone who likes that type of like if you like science fiction, get it. It's really good. It's a very short read. It's really well done. Cool. Let's play a video game. Of course you did. Of course I did. It, I wanted to get it. Uh, I've been listening to Game of the Year podcast where people, things get spoiled. I wanted to play at least, and it, they had a Steam sale, so I bought that on Steam sale. It's called Inside. Um, you anything? I did see that you posted about that. Yeah. Uh, did you, Have you ever you know anything about Inside? Mm-mm. Okay. Did you ever play Limbo? Mm, yes. Same people who made Limbo, made Inside. Uh, it is a similar kind of game where it's uh, you're a character, you're controlling a character on a 2D plane, but there's like depth behind them, and you're often interacting with things, and like you'll see things come into that plane and interact with you from this the 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 background, and like it does so many things right. It's a very short game. It took me like three hours to beat. It does so many things right. Does so many things really well. Like art direction is really good. It mm. con- it controls well. It feel it doesn't feel like it, Limbo felt cheap at times just because you get like insta deaths that you didn't not you didn't see coming at all, and it felt cheap because you and then you had to redo a whole bunch of stuff to get back to that same point where and then you're like oh now I know that there's gonna be a big rock that falls on me so I don't go there. It, this game feels a little bit more fair in that you don't you get you die some still, but it feels like hey, I, at least I understand why I'm dying. 
it's not instant like oh just the thing fell and killed me instantly i should have not done that um it's there's no dialogue it is all environmental storytelling and like as things happen and you're you're trend like you're moving through this weird environment like you're like i i think i understand like it's very vague they leave a lot of it, the story t- for you to interpret because it's not like you're reading you're not getting dialogue you're not getting exposition you're not reading emails you're not seeing really any story you're just kind of experiencing it as you go th- trying to survive this environment i really was disappointed by the ending mm. i think that is i really like that i've heard people mention it it's in a lot of game of the year end lists like hey this is a be- top 10 game of 2016 and i'm like well i i want to i should play it and give it a chance and see what there they everyone alludes to a twist there's a moment that it's supposed to like hey hey now you understand what this game is or whatever um the whole game is crazy it's a very it's insane kinds of stuff in it uh that are all really interesting but i got to that moment and i went oh uh, that is i don't like this mm-hmm. i but it's weird because almost I all these people I respect their opinions are like, oh yeah, that was so awesome. I liked it so much. It did so much for me. I I don't understand why are, I. It's like it's one of those moments where you're like the subjective nature of art really just like it. It is always interesting when everyone decides to get together and say that something is really great. Like I could not find a uh, uh, when Saint Anger came out, I could not find a critic that wasn't giving it just a complete BJ. They're just like, "Oh, it's so good," and I'm like, "Are we really listening to the same thing?" It and like it's not. I wouldn't call it bad. Like yeah, there's inside is very interesting and has a lot. Of, like it's it's as the sound design is you. You're, you'd find this interesting, Eric. Mm-hmm. The guy who does the sound did the soundtrack for that. He was trying to find a way to capture, it, like an I guess an eerie aesthetic. He wanted mm-hmm. it to, and because it's a creepy, eerie, scary, spooky game. It is full yeah. of you are never in almost like you are spend most of the game like weak and powerless and running from things. You are, you never comp, you never fight things. You are always running. Mm-hmm. And it is like, you're these environments that are alien and, and scary. And so the, uh, the artist who did the soundtrack to capture that, he created music. Like, there's a whole articles about this. I, I don't know if I can really do it justice, but he basically mm-hmm. used a skull as like a resonator. A human, yeah. a human skull, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it would really like would I be able to tell the difference, but I think that fact was in my head the whole time as I was listening to the music and thinking yeah. about that. Uh, it certainly does make the music feel very oppressive and and spooky and atmospheric. It, it looks very artistic. It look I I mean I am immediately reminded of Limbo. Yeah, it is I mean which it, what it, you you did immediately compare it to. It looks like they they took that same engine and kind of pushed it to its outermost mm-hmm. limits. There like mm-hmm. they, it's more colorful, it has yeah. m- more detail. It they did as It m- is it is beautiful and stylish and it it looks like a thing that I think I might want to play. You might um, like 
I don't like. I feel like that is. I don't. I don't know. Maybe you'll it's, get uh, something else out of it, but I just everyone I, seems to love it. Mm-hmm. I cannot. I can't find like this. Th- they're talking about it like it's game of the year, and mm-hmm. there like, ha- I don't. I don't know. There's people who picked it as their best game of the year, and I just. I. I really would like to play it. I maybe, think maybe I expected too much from it, but ah, uh, uh, maybe, maybe I, I don't know. It looks like very beautifully done puzzle game. Yeah, that's it, about right. It, it it looks like Limbo too. Mm-hmm. It does, and I think that a lot of people make that comparison. I think this is like I never finished Limbo. I I neither did I. It was I, too, it was too really hard. Lost interest. It was. I got to a point. I'm like, this is too. I dying too much. I just not enjoying this. Yeah. This game, I I really didn't face any of those issues. Um, I think I would still recommend to experience it, and your mileage may results may vary. I guess. Yeah. But I, it does not crack my top ten. I wrote a top ten list at some point, and this is my, not my not in my top ten game of the years game of the year list. All right, we let's let's get to awards. Sound good, Eric? Okay. All right. Welcome to the fourth annual Handsome Boys Comics Hour Handies Awards. You left some words out in these notes. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I just... I, it was not intended for public consumption. So... Apparent, well, how, I, I have to read things. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's funnier this way. It is funnier this way. Uh, <laughs> we've done the... I can't... I looked back, I'm like, oh my god, we've done this three times before? That can't be it right. Is kind of, it is kind of shocking, isn't it? Fourth time we've done this, but this is our end of the year award show. Uh, has like some normal categories and others, others like that we kind of make up as we go along. Uh, I, I took out some categories from last year that I don't think are useful to us anymore. Try to put in other stuff that would at least cause uh, discussion. I think that's the I, what I always like about these is that we can pinpoint, you know, certain things and have fun discussing. So, Eric, what is our what's our first category? Surprise! It's the biggest surprise. Hey, don't mess with the clock. I mean, it's, it's, you don't fix what's not broken. Classic. Yeah, it ain't broke. Don't fix it. Yeah, that's if it ain't bro, don't fix it. <laughs> if it ain't bro, uh, all uh, another uh, all these are kind of mixes. Not we both kind of went over these categories and put our own in there. I'm just gonna. There's a lot of these have many nominees. Uh, mm. But it's intended to kind of even a nomination is a kind of a award. It's to kind of present like, hey, these are good things. Uh, biggest surprise nominees are the unbelievable Gwenpool, DC Comics being good again, Black Panther, <laughs> uh, the Young Animal imprint, uh, the WWE Comics by Dennis Hopeless, and I, I wasn't uh, expecting it. I th- th- hey, surprise! Uh, and finally, uh, J. Scott Campbell revising his. Cover his comic, his infamous uh, uh, the Iron Man cover. His re- his his Riri Williams. Riri Williams cover. Riri Riri. I we can go <laughs> one by one and kind of discuss. I think touch on each yeah, one and I then announce some, a winner. Some light discussion yeah. on all of these things. What is it about? Because I have not really spent much time, a long time with Unbelievable Gwenpool and the the issues that I read with you. I was not blown away by it. I mean, I love the art team, Guri Hero is an incredible art team it's it's i think two guys mm-hmm. two guys um and i adore everything that they do i just eat it up 
Mm-hmm. They're fabulous. Um, I, I, I would say that in this category in particular, when, because we've talked about this in previous year end podcasts mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. we go like the dead, the dead pullification, the Harley Quinnification of DC and Marvel where they go, Oh, people really like these comics. So we're going to have five Deadpool comics. We're going to have five Harley Quinn comics. And then we're going to make more comic books that, that ape those comics in direct mm-hmm. or indirect ways. And so we've, we've moved on to the Gwen Stacification of uh, Marvel comics. Yes, exactly. And unbelievable Gwenpool. When I first read that, oh, so they, I'm like, when I first read that title, I was like, okay, they're taking a Gwen Stacy and a Deadpool thing and putting them together. And like, what, what is this going to be? Like, is there really a place? But then I read the comics and I, I buy, I, we do not really read, like, we're going to touch on this later, but we read a, a very select few comics every week. There's many, many comics. And oh, yeah. I, I still read, uh, Gwenpool is one of the comics that I buy and read on my own. I, I, I am a subscriber. I, it is a, a del- I like it more than any Harley Quinn or Deadpool comic. And because it takes those like silly premises of like fourth wall breaking and then like g- delivers it with heart and character and kind and like it makes, I don't know. It, 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 it surprised me. I was expecting it to be bad and I really, really enjoy it. It's not, I don't, mm. it's, it's not like there's any deep reason there. It's just, I, it's very surprising. I was, and I, there's nothing wrong with that. It's the biggest, like, if you're going to, like, the gap in what, like, I was expecting from a comic book and what I got from a comic book, like, I think that is, that definitely delivers in, like, the biggest, like, hey, wow, the thing I expected to be absolutely terrible was actually really good. Um, that That's comics for you. Yeah, that's comics. Uh, then we, DC Comics being good again. That has, I, I don't even know how to deal with this. It's, Post-rebirth it, DC Comics. Yeah, not, not terrible. It is, it wiped, like, it, like, obviously not every, we don't like every DC comic that comes out, mm-hmm. but. But putting Tom King on. Batman. Their biggest titles. Yeah. Yeah. It, and having. It's a big deal. And having, like, I could, and like, I could pinpoint four or five comics that I go, wow, those are all really good and they feel fresh. And I could also pinpoint other comics that maybe aren't even my cup of tea, but they're not that what you get you or what you expect from the dc house style it is not like hey this is like a comic book that was written in 1997 it feels like it is not a strict and editorial mandate on any given comic it feels like there's a little bit more leeway in in what they are creating it it feels like they they took that like that is the craziest thing they took criticism and then actually acted upon it like it feels like they actually took people who were complaining about DC Comics about they were how they were in the the waning days of the New Fifty Two and went let's sign Tom King to an exclusive let's give Steve Orlando multiple comic books let's like let like people like James Tynion the Fourth off whatever leash they had him on or it seemingly and let him write Detective Comics just let him write his own Batman comic and not have to be subservient under like four other people working on Batman and like some big giant team. It, it, it feels more, I don't know if it, it feels like a breath of fresh air after what the new 52 was. Yeah. I don't like, it's like, 
it's hard to like and and that c- coupled with Marvel's like endless Civil War 2 summer like it it, it ended in uh, the end of the winter of the year mm-hmm. sort of yeah it yeah. was it was in I mean, it ended in the calendar year, I guess, the applause for that. But other than that, like, it feels like Marvel's been shackled this entire time and DC's just been doing whatever. Like, hey, it's, it is like rebirth. It, it felt, felt like that. Although mm-hmm. we're going to talk later about those rebirth issues a little bit, I think. But, uh, I, in, as a whole, DC Comics is enjoyable. Um, Black Panther is spectacular. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty incredible book. It took a guy who's a, a great writer, but unproven in comic books, and he immediately, with stellar art from uh, Brian Stelfreeze, like absolutely Im- incredible art. Immediately, Brian Stelfreeze is ridiculous. Immediately put like made a comic book that immediately was like a top five comic mm-hmm. book. And immediately put his his own stamp and made a comic book feel like immediately gave it a, 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 a unique identity within the mm-hmm. Marvel universe and immediately made it stand out. Uh, it's like I didn't know what to I didn't know what to expect from that book. Like what did I did you know what you're getting? Mm. I was expecting a story that was very black and was excellent, and I feel like that's what I got. Yeah. It's a. It's that's, very, that's it's, kind of all that I was hoping out of that book. I it, think that it, they they hit those two marks really well. Yeah, it's it's been successful enough that it launched their that spinoff title that mm-hmm. isn't that was bad. That isn't no, it's not as good as Black Panther. No, it's bad. It's bad. I'm sorry. It's bad. Uh, Young Animal. Yeah, this is just this is really strange. It's very surprising. It's it's the Vertigo Vertigo. Yeah, it's they. It's a very strange thing that DC did. I didn't know what to. I didn't know what to expect. Again, I didn't know what to expect from that. It definitely. It surprised. I think we we talked about that earlier in this episode where we talked about mm-hmm. all those books are weird and like they don't hold your hand. They are they are Vertigo inside DC continuity. Even though Vertigo already did that, I don't. That's the thing. Like. That's a it's a weird place. They're in a weird place, but they have they have Vertigo and Young Animal. It's strange, but I, I don't Why know. Why not? Did you expect to like those books? Um, I did not know what to talk about. I mean, you know, like James Harvey was talking about um he was talking about that cover that he worked on with Gerard Way and all that stuff, and it was like on my radar beforehand, but I had really no thoughts on it. You know, I just, I figured I would check it out. We would see how I, we felt about it. But, um, I don't know. It's weird. It is weird, but. It's strange that DC feels like they have to create a whole other publishing company or something or another imprint or whatever you're calling it. Yeah. To, to just have like a different, like, story editor. Mm-hmm. It's, it's super weird. It is weird. It, it's, I, but I'd certainly I we've liked every issue we've read from them. It's yeah, they're, they're all incredibly weird and all pretty well worth reading. Yeah, all very unique and separate even from themselves. I never got to see what the dog was. I never got to see him bring the dog. Oh, no, you'll get a chance. I promise. OK, 
Uh, WWE Comics by Dennis Hopeless. <laughs> I'm really surprised that I had to add this to the list. I, I, I Did this this I, really I, just didn't completely floor you. I felt it was too obvious for me to add it. Um, <laughs> I, 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 it's it it's it is very surprising. Like it's, what they've done with that thing. Yeah, it's inexplicable. I, I, but I don't know. I I haven't read. I don't know that I've even seen many like any wrestling comics since like the maybe the early nineties. I mean, I was a young buck reading WWF comics, but it, it it's just something about this book that I barely know these wrestlers, but I'm able to fall completely in. It's really well done. I mean, it feels like Dennis Hopeless really wrote it with some some intelligence and some passion. So I definitely would never have told you in January of last year that I would read WWE comics and like and re- and like them. It's crazy, honestly. I mean, you're it's, it's rec- really w- super weird. Wrestling WWE official WWF WWE comics have always been very bad. Yeah, always. No, the the, the ones that I read as a child, they were okay for kids, but they're not good. No. This is this is fine if you're a wrestling fan, but also is pretty kid friendly. Like you could hand that to like a a twelve year old boy, and he's like, "This is awesome!" And you're like, "Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty special." It is pretty special. Uh, and finally, uh, J. Scott Campbell revising his cover. Who in the comic book uh, industry is gracious? <laughs> you know, it's especially. I mean, we've. The the blowback from pinup and cheesecake artists mm-hmm. have, has been pretty extreme at times. Be, yeah, at, when when companies don't just cater to them and their whims and their you know their choices, mm-hmm. and seeing someone go like, nah, okay, I understand, I'll change and do uh, yeah. you know that is it, it's not necessarily great that it's surprising. But it was pleasant. It was a very pleasant surprise to have an well, artist go. It, I I'll I understand. I I will do something different. Well, I think it it gave me a new level of respect for J. Scott Campbell, someone who I never I don't know. Basically, outside of the early '90s, I immediately started to be like, I don't really like his art anymore. This doesn't really do it for me anymore. There's it's just. It's it's not my thing. And to see him turn around and do a cover that's so much better and respond to that criticism, like it just it 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 makes me happy. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that he had the humility to not just pull a Frank Cho and say, well, I'm a big badass and I have, you know, these dedicated fans and I don't need to reach out to anyone else, and I'm going to be exactly who the fuck I am always. I think that, I don't know, it's nice to see that all of the old guard, that they're willing to to listen. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know? So, hooray for him. I thought that was it's, a it's, great moment this year. It's good. It's worth mentioning. Yeah, absolutely. What What wins for you, Eric? For me? Yeah. What's your biggest surprise of the year of what we've said? I mean, quite probably that. That that does. I mean, it it it's a small thing, mm-hmm. but I think 
it's a very important thing. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't think I, I thought that the criticism was maybe a little unfounded and a little unfair, but seeing that, that guy from the old school really step up and say, you know, I can respond to this and I can do better and I can be better. It really does. It gives me great warm and fuzzy feelings about the comic industry. It, it really makes me happy and it's good to see just not a bunch of complaining and negativity. So that, that's really like one of my favorite moments for this year. I'm going to say that DC comics being good again, post rebirth DC comics. It is unbelievable, isn't it? It, that's a close number two for me. Yeah, it's it's like the like if you had told me that that this like a year ago at this mm-hmm. time the way that the way that sales were the way that Marvel was just dominating DC oh, yeah. comics and within a year DC has completely changed things and you know how they did it by putting out good comic books. Amazing how putting out good content. When you're a content creating company, makes you a good company. Yeah, like amazing how that works. It's crazy, isn't it? How yeah. they made their characters like each made each comic feel different and interesting in its own way. How they went after good creators and signed them, yeah. went and and went after them and gave them voice uh, a voice, you know, to, in their books to like express themselves and how that ended up making interesting comics that people want to read and ended up getting them more sales. Mm. Crazy. Crazy. What is our next category, Eric? Please stop. The category is called please stop. Category is please call please stop. It is this is uh trends that we don't like. We things please stop these doing these things. Um nominees so many comics. Uh big events in capital letters. Uh no more soft reboots please. Uh, killing off characters. That's with Marvel in big quotation marks. Uh, not quotations, parentheses. Uh, comics trying to be movies slash bad events based on movies. Uh, and finally, useless delay issues looking at you, DC. Although Marvel is not, sometimes commits the same sin. Yeah, it's, it's there. It's there. Uh, so many comics. I really wanted to touch on this one. This is a thing that is, it's a complicated thing because it's not bad necessarily. Mm-hmm. I I love that there's a big broad marketplace for comics. It's I think it's really really fabulous. It's but I I mean like many of these things they are fo- it is a lot of these complaints are focused on Marvel and DC, where mm-hmm. Marvel and DC put out like like sixty books in a month, and that coupled with the wide swath of indie comics that there's more and more indie publishers that are putting out more and more comics and hoping one of them hits like they only need one walking dead and they're good like i i like and certainly like marvel and dc feel like they're like yeah we just need a like we can we'll swing for the fences 60 times and we'll probably cancel 20 of these books but whatever uh it's just it is i mean look when i we were talking about this before we started recording about all the issues we read this week, this year, how the, that, that giant list we have. Mm-hmm. And like, I was trying to figure out like, okay, what do we talk about? What do we focus on for these awards? And I was kind of like, look at all these books we read. So many. <laughs> and there's so many of them are number ones. 
simply because it is much easier to review a number one than it is to review a number three. But we did not even, we skimmed the surface. Mm. Like we, I try and make us so we can read the like noteworthy books, any notable indie releases, any notable new uh, properties from Marvel or DC, anything that'd be interesting, event comics that people are talking about. I try and cover everything. And there's still so many comics that we didn't even look at that I try and like, okay, we'll, we'll try and read that later, I guess, at some point. But it's just hard because if you miss that number one issue, what, what, what are we going to read? Like, are we going to read number two? It doesn't work. We've done it. We have. It's been weird. It's, it's usually hard. Uh, yeah. It's hard to just jump in. I mean, especially if it's like an indie book, they obviously cater more to people who are religious. And like, we didn't, you know, like, and there's so many books that are, that are, have become successful staples of the independent scene, like Wicked and Divine, Southern Bastards, Saga, where we never read them at all. Mm-hmm. Unless we get them in book club occasionally. Like, it, it's just, and there's, it, for those, and there's like, there's dozens of those where I go, man, I wish I could keep up, but I just, I don't have infinite amounts of money to buy comic books with. You need to get that cheat code, bro. Oh, man, that's what I miss. It's not, it's, I, I look, I say mostly Marvel and DC who they seem to put out a lot of books that they almost certainly know will be canceled and then just put them out anyway. I don't know. I guess that's better. Is that better than the alternative? Not putting them out at all? No. Honestly, I think that that's the the corporate strategy of things is let a thousand flowers bloom. You know, you just throw you sow a lot of seeds. What takes t- uh, takes. Mm-hmm. So I don't th- I don't think that's ever going to stop. No, you're probably right. But it is really frustrating. I mean, honestly, it's going to get worse. The the more more people are creating more content. Mm hmm. And it is just going to get more and more and more and more and more that at a, at a certain point, there were big industries creating big titles and everyone had to, it was that or nothing. You know, there was not a lot of alternative and now everyone can have every little granular thing created just for them. It's, it's hard to keep up as a comics reader. It is difficult. It's it's impossible. Yeah, there's just too many books out there, and people are like, hey, you should be reading this, you should be reading them. I'm like, I don't... How? How do I do that? Mm-hmm. Um, next up, big events. I I just... I would like <laughs> Marvel and DC just to take, take breaks. Take a couple of years off. Yeah, just yeah. try it. Just give me a mm-hmm. break. Yeah. Give us a break. Hey. Let's not, let's not end the universe or... Uh, let, let let's not create a huge war over uh, you know anything like <laughs> you owe me a buck 50 i owe you i don't know you i owe three. 50 cents so yeah it's yeah just take what give us calm calm, calm down ease up i want to i want to see like the street level comics do like a parody of the event comics i, I want to see like it's just like dumb, like the dumb kids superheroes beefing with each other, but they pretend it's like Civil War Two. I want to see that. I want to see the Miss Marvel versus Miles Morales like event comic. Well, I mean, they did that. It's just very serious and not not anything. I know. It's too serious, honestly. I want to I want to see that, but not but well, I mean, serious to them, mm-hmm. but to us, we're just kind of laughing at them. That's the book I want to read. Um, next nominee, no more soft reboots, please. 
Um, we've had two this year for both Marvel and DC. Just le- leave it alone. Let them be for, like along the lines of those events. Hey, just calm down. Mm-hmm. Leave it be. Um, killing off characters. We talked about that earlier in this episode. Dead, and, dead and Rhodey, in many, and in many others. Yeah, dead Rhodey, dead Bruce Banner. Well, it's not interesting. Like that is not. That's the, one of the least interesting things you can do, and it's it's cheap. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I feel like we're starting to realize that it's that that Robert Kirkman. It's almost gimmicky. The Robert Kirkman and the the George R R Martin. Mm-hmm. I, to sort of to to introduce characters and make them likable and then bloodlessly kill them, you know it's it's very it's very gripping. It can be very interesting, but it doesn't always work in every context. It, it only like it's it's it it like I'm not necessarily saying never kill characters, but yeah, when you use it as a way to just like the Hulk death. Bruce Banner's death is just like, hey, we need a way to make Jennifer Walters different, and we need a way to make Hawkeye different. So we just have them really affected by that death. And Rhodey mm-hmm. is like, hey, we need Carol Danvers to kind of go crazy. So what? how would that – well, we, we kill her boyfriend. And he's the, the man in the refrigerator. Yeah. It's – I don't it, – any – and like that's – it's very – it's like very shallow manipulative deaths. I don't have a problem. Like Cyclops mm-hmm. died? I have no problem with Cyclops dying. Yeah, that I mean, Death of X really was a uh, a bright spot in an otherwise pretty bleak year for Marvel. Because that was if that felt like a natural, like a way, a, a way that Cyclops characters arc would, like uh, that's the way mm-hmm. he would go out. He would die. Yeah, he would go in a blaze of glory. He definitely would. So that's 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 fine. But the one like just shallow, meaningless things like, hey, we need to make this event feel important, so we're gonna kill. Multiple characters that you like, multiple legacy characters for no reason, really. Mm hmm. Dumb. Rhodey, man. Rhodey. I know. What the hell? Why'd you kill Rhodey? Don't do it. Um, comics trying to be movies, bad events based on movie successes. This, this is not what, this is, this, this, this is what ruined Marvel this year. Mm hmm. Is Civil War 2. Yeah. It is, it ruined all their titles, completely just ruined their momentum. Coming off of Secret Wars, I mean, and 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 for what to try and sell an event comic that's not good to people that saw a Civil War movie? Yeah, like it's really really stupid. It was a not a great idea. No, it 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 feels artificial and and mandated. Mm-hmm. And it's it is it is like those movie mandates. That's that's really that that's really what's at the heart of this. Just don't do it. No, the, the the comic books. I mean, yeah, you can be more experimental with them, and it can be it can be the proving ground for the stories that eventually become the movies. I think that's better because they're low stakes. It makes lower stakes anyway. You don't blow a hundred and thirty million dollars on one comic book. If you do, it better be a really good comic book. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be the most beautiful comic book ever. Um, I, I, like Jesus. when. Comics are good because they're different than movies. Yes. And when you try and make them like movies, it defeats the entire purpose of a comic book. I don't want to read a comic that is like a movie. I want to read a comic that fully... That is an excellent comic. ...fully utilizes the unique qualities of this medium, not, hey, let's try and convert, like, 
1.001% of people who watch the movie into reading this comic. You know how you do that? Just make good comics. Yeah. You don't, if you make good comics, people will want to read them because they like those characters. It does not I have to it, be like, hey, you saw the movie, now read the comic. I think it's a, it, it works better with a bottom up approach. Yes. You know, when you have people going and looking at the Walking Dead comics because they like the TV show. That makes sense. To try and trick people and say, well, Civil War's out in theaters. Let's have a Civil War II book so people will pick that up and get into continuity and pick this up and read it and be like, this is shit. I love shit. Let me buy a bunch of comic books. I'm stupid. I'm going to buy everything. That's what people say all the time, right? Mm -hmm. That's what they say. I say that at least ten times a day. Huh. Uh, and finally is useless delay issues with DC I... being a particularly bad culprit. Mm -hmm. They, they, they stick to their release schedule for better or for worse. Mm -hmm. Generally for, for worse. worse. Generally no. for worse. It's almost always almost, for worse. Almost always for worse. Where, yeah, there's just this issue didn't need to exist. And the artist, our normal artist could not, is not a robot is actual human being. Uh, so we just had a fill-in artist come in, and this artist, this uh, this issue might as well not have existed. That's the one thing I will not, I will say, DC has uh, suffered from, and it's not that has not gone away. They are still committing that sin, and it is frustrating every time. Marvel does it occasionally, mm -hmm. but not nearly as much as DC has. So, Eric, what's your answer? What's ple what should we stop? What is what is my answer? Mm -hmm. what do you, what's your award? Who gets the award? Who gets the handy? You know, I think that uh, I think calling the moratorium on on killing our legacy characters for almost no reason. I think let's do that. I think that's that's a that's a really good idea. <laughs> let's not let's not kill Rhodey and the Hulk and Wolverine and all this. It's let's not do all this. Let's let. Let's not rely on that weak writing. Mm -hmm. Please. Please. I'm going to say big events, crossovers. Please. Please stop. Mm -hmm. Please. Marvel, guys, come on. Civil Wars 2 started in the summertime. I lived in Florida when it started. That was a whole country ago. That was a, I was, that was a country ago, and it just ended. Mm. Why? We skipped two issues. It didn't matter. We could have skipped all of them. Yeah. We could have read. I, we could have read one and eight and gotten the entire story of that comic. Mm -hmm. Please stop. They're not going to stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. No, I guess not. What's our next category, Eric? It's the most disappointing event of the year. Presented by Sixes. <laughs> of course, it's presented by Sixes, not Axis. Not Axis. It's Sixes. It's sixes. I was reminded of sixes like over the break, and I was like, "Oh man, that was, yeah, that was so bad. That was really bad. That uh, was super bad." Our nominees for most disappointing event: Civil War Two, Civil War Two, Civil War Two, Civil War Two, and Civil War Two. It's gonna be a real buzzer beater uh, this on this is gonna one. Be, to the wire, a real nail biter. Uh, my, I think my winner is Civil War Two. I'm gonna I'm gonna be an upset here and and vote for Civil War Two. Oh man, I didn't see it coming. 
Uh, we've already talked about Civil War Two a lot in this episode. Uh, Civil War Two was very bad and kind of pointless, and felt completely mandated by editorial, and was a bad cash in on a, a movie that most people have already forgotten about. And like we just killed off legacy characters for no re- like all, half the things in our please stop category mm-hmm. were because of it's Civil War Two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's over. You know. Our long national nightmare is over, Eric. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with America anymore. Now nope. that Civil War II has been uh, our long national nightmare. <laughs> Until next year. This really this really has been, like, the toughest possible year. Do you... Do you uh, the Pulse nightclub shooting also happened this year. It, I completely forgot. It, it did. I was in that it, city when it happened. Yeah. It was very I, frightening. Yeah, it's really bad stuff, but not as bad as Civil War II. I mean, no, but, I think I think those forty nine guys dying is probably worse than Civil it, War II. There's many worse things in Civil War II. Not many worse things I, in comics, at least not yeah. in, not in the comics. Like around the comics, yes, bad yeah. other bad bad things happen, but in comics, like on the pages, Civil War II was among the worst. Mm-hmm. Very very disappointing. Mm-hmm. Uh, next category, Eric. It's the Nerd Boy Book Club Best Book of the Year. Uh, we have some fantastic nominees in this category. Probably it, it it's a murderer's row, if mm. I do say so myself. We have the Sheriff of Babylon, The Vision, Southern Bastards, Ghosts, Lock and Key, The Dark Knight Returns, uh, Tetris, the games people play, and finally the Essential Dykes to watch out for. I think those last four are the only ones that did not come out in 2016. Yeah. I think maybe Sheriff of Babylon, most of the issues, Vision, a bunch of the issues were released in 2015, but the, the as collections, they all came out well, only, in, uh, in 2016. Only, I think Vision 1 came out in 2015, but the rest of them came out in 2016. Oh, re- yeah. I mean, I, I knew that they were split. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I mean, I, what I, what can I like? Sheriff of Babylon. Um, I gave that. To, I, I mentioned this to you. I gave it to my dad for a birthday present. It's a pretty appropriate dad dad uh, comic. He he's like he was like I had tr- I had trouble reading it because it felt too real. Yeah, I'm like the guy who wrote it used to work for the CIA. Mm-hmm. He yeah it it feels real because he was there. Yeah, and I'm sure he saw things very similar happen all oh, the yeah. time. Um, just a spectacular comic that is still ongoing. Uh, the Vision is one of the best comics we've ever read. Yes, just as I, I, I just spoiler alert, this might be the only this might be the winner from both of us. <laughs> it might be. Hey, maybe it might, it might might be. Even a nomination is uh special. We yeah, are, we don't. Well, I wouldn't even. I would not put a thing on this list if it wasn't great. Yes, uh, Southern Bastards. Um. Uh, Continues to be amazing. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's getting up there with Saga, and that you're just like, uh, yeah, that's gonna be good, and it's gonna change my life forever. Yeah, that's um, fine. I I I have uh, I have to read about Thor riding a goat. <laughs> uh, we have ghosts. Uh, another another super yeah. successful, super mm-hmm. like amazing comic from Raina Telgemeier. Go Raina, go. Yeah, uh, lock and key. Uh, I. So surprised how yeah, good this was. Yeah, I think that was the 
of everything on this list, I think it's the most surprising of like how much mm-hmm. we enjoyed it and how good it was. Like, yeah, from top to bottom, just a oh, yeah. a really spectacularly done like horror thriller comic book that I don't know. I I had always seen Joe Hill's name on that. I never really mm. thought much about it, and then we read it. I'm like, wow, this is it's it's kind of incredible. Yeah. It's almost as if you're raised by two great writers. You somehow end up becoming a great writer. It's, it's, How does it's, that shit work? I, I don't know. It's crazy. It's uh, almost like your parents teach you shit. I know. It's almost like genetics and child rearing is important. It's amazing how that works. It's crazy. Uh, the Dark Knight Returns. You may have heard of this comic. Never. Never heard of it until we read it. Is that <laughs> Frank Miller? Who's, what? Who's that? Who's a Frank? I'm not. I've seen the name before, and I'm never. I don't know the guy. It's weird. It's a you know only he'll never. He'll never amount to anything. Yeah, you know, the you know the seminal Batman, one of the most seminal Batman comics of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tetris, the games people play. Another great box brown. Uh, like biographical comic, sort of. Really adore that book. Yeah, Re- I like, want to. I I think Box Brown is he is a creator that I kind of just want to own everything he does. He could create a book like this every year, every other year, and I would buy it and proudly put it on my shelf. I, it's at this point where I go, oh, Box Brown is putting out a book. I'm gonna buy it. Yeah. And no, absolutely. Automatic. It's just automatic. I'm it. No, he absolutely. Has, he has proven. His quality, his metal, his metal, uh, and finally, his... these... <laughs> what finally, were say? what were you gonna say? No, I was gonna make a pun. I'm oh, gonna let it go. Okay. Finally, the essential dikes to watch out for by Alison Bechdel. Mm-hmm. Um, also surprising to me. Like it, I am it, so glad we read this. It's the the more I the like the more I think about it, the more I look back about that. Like like look back mm-hmm. at my memory and us discussing the comic. How kind of monumental in mm-hmm. that the scope of that is how like it took place over such a long period of time and captured like a culture as it changed as the the as america changed over that time mm-hmm. period it's it's incredible there's it's gonna that's i think of all the like that it's like an historical artifact it 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 is and i think that it's one of the books one of the ones that haunts me the most on, on this list, you know, one of the ones that I come back to and think about exactly for the reasons you're saying, you know, particularly now with um, so much turnover of power and so uh, so different an outcome that we expected from the election that it, it's kind of it's it's encouraging to see the long view of history. Yeah. You know. That like yeah, this has happened many, many, many times, and it's I don't know, it's incredible. It is. It really is a remarkable book, but unfortunately, the <laughs> vision, the, the vision is like kind of like it's it's yeah, it's undeniable. Yeah, it's undeniable. It's incredible how good it is. It is. I gave I gave the vision to my dad as a Christmas present, and I said, "This is one of the best comic books I've, that exists." Yeah. Not, hey, this is one of the best comic books I've read or that has come out this year. It mm-hmm. is one of the best ever. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, it's hard to express. Like, I think back, I like, I kind of, we could have probably done another hour about that comic in what was already a very long episode. We could mm-hmm. have just gone on and on and on about 
everything, every detail about that book is. It it might be one that we need to maybe return to it. Maybe episode two fifty or something. Yeah, give it give it some time to breathe mm-hmm. and read it. Again. Come back to it. Yeah, and do a, a a double LP episode of <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Of, of, hey, of handsome boys. Hey, vision, vision's still really good. It's amazing. It's pretty, pretty fucking incredible. Yeah. Uh, our next category, Eric. Well, Robbie, our next category is the Saga Award for the comic that's so good it's kind of boring. Yeah, and I just put Saga here because yeah, of we don't we don't talk about it. It just keeps going. Brian K. Vaughn, Fiona Staples, just keep they do their they've kept to their schedule. Keep- Keep making choice content. Yeah, make it's just kind of like we. It, it's kind of a direction that a lot of the things I've as I was putting together these lists as we were deciding on what we were going to nominate and these categories. We it's like, hey, there's Saga is continuing to be an amazing comic. It was yeah. it captured our imagination when it first came out because it was new and fresh, and it's not new anymore, but it's still amazing, and it's not the only like. I could have easily put other comics in here. There's a lots of comics that are now in their 30s and 40s and yeah. 50 numbered issues, uh, winding down in some cases that have maintained a exceedingly high level of of quality, and they just don't get the attention that a lot of the newer books do because they're they've been around for years now. But I, I like Saga is a good representative of all those. Of it is. I don't. I. I already know. I'm gonna be buying mm-hmm. the Saga trade as soon as it comes out. Yep. And then I will reread all of Saga again. Probably. Yeah, we'll probably do it for book club. We probably will. It's literally what we've done every time a new Saga trade has come out. We're like, well, well, read, guess we're reading read, this. We're reading Saga this, again. This this thing that has never failed to be excellent. Yeah. It's and like. I, I, I put this in here because, like, Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples are not among our nominees. Um, one, because I have not, you know, there's, there's issues of that. Like, I, I, I want to, I want to honor them, but not like, hey, it, it's, it's the hard part about these, like, all kind of year end award things. It's like, there's a lot of good books and I haven't read everything. Like, it's, how do I, how do I choose? <laughs> it's, it's tough. It's it's like they say, it's good problems to have. Yeah. Uh, so one handy for Saga. They're just getting tired of all these handies. Mm-hmm. They they have the most. I'm fairly certain Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples have the, yeah. the largest uh, collection of handies. They have the most chafing. It comes all with these ter- handies. It comes with the territory. Does, does. Certainly does. What's our next category? It is the best new series of 2016. Uh, I, we both threw a bunch on this list and mm-hmm. it is a lot of speaks to our personal tastes and what we latched onto. But, uh, any mention, any book that we mentioned, I think is, uh, you should probably check out. They're all, uh, good books from seminal creators. You've really sold me and you've really sold me on Gwenpool. You should go back and read I, them. I you, want, you like- I mean, I, Selling me Guri Hero comics. Yeah, is I know not, it's not it's, super. It's, it's it's not a tall order. Hey, you know that artist you really like? They made a comic yeah. book. Uh, so nominees: Black Widow, uh, the Black Monday Murders, the Unbelievable Gwenpool, Future Quest, Midnighter and Apollo, Black Panther, Great Lakes Avengers, Snot Girl, Kim and Kim, and Mockingbird. I like that you laugh when I say Snot Girl. 
It is funny. It is. It doesn't stop every time. Um. Also, the hard a hard part about this category is that on the podcast we will read one or two or like a few titles we've followed along for an arc or, or something, but we jump around a lot and it's hard to keep track. It's hard to go like, yeah, we should nominate like these series because sometimes you only read three issues or two issues or something. Uh, so I don't know. Black widow is spectacular. It is. I, I've, when people say like Wade and Somni's daredevil was amazing. I read it and thought, yeah, it's really good. But mm-hmm. I didn't, I never thought it was nice. I never, I never saw like that next level yeah. of like excellence in it. I saw like, yeah, this yeah. is a very good daredevil comic. I really like it, but I don't, mm-hmm. I never, I can't go like, Oh, it glued me. I never went, Oh, I need to read the next daredevil. Black Widow has done that to me. Every issue is like, wow, this is inc- Chris Samney is is amazing. This comic, mm. he is amazing in this. This I want to buy. I, I, he doesn't sell his pages. I really want one of his pages from, <laughs> from this comic. But uh, it's it's like he will do random. Like, hey, this I'm selling this sketch today in four hours. On my, on, on my website and within eight seconds it's oh it, yeah it's it's vanished. it's like it it's 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 like jason latour mm-hmm. is selling random drawings that he does and they're gone in a minute yeah you're like oh well uh, uh, no i guess that's i can't spend eight hundred dollars on that there's yeah. not i don't even get the choice it's it's already disappeared um uh, the black monday murders it's a jonathan hickman comic i like jonathan hickman it's dark and weird and it is it is that very un, in unusual and creative and i think those are all good things it, in comics it took a thing that i wasn't sure i didn't think like yeah. conspiracy stuff and i was like why mm, does it work I why does it work it doesn't it's weird like I, it is know, weird most conspiracy centered books i go eh, no thank you this one i'm like oh mm-hmm. okay no you got me um yeah uh unbelievable Gwenpool, i've already mentioned Lauded Many that times one. now. Yep. Uh, Future Quest, Doc Shaner. That's really that is why that book yeah. is on this list. It, like, I Doc Shaner's art is. So, he needs to. So he needs to just. Yeah, he just needs to do whatever in the hell he wants forever. Yeah. Uh, and he's a perfect fit for this book. Yeah. Which, I, if you don't know, it is like the old Hanna Barbera universe. All of these characters together. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Space Ghost and Johnny Quest, and everyone's in one book, and he draws them, and it looks beautiful. Yeah, that's uh, it's the long and short of it. Like uh, it's the writing is 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 solid, but yeah, I Doc Shaner's on a book, I don't, whatever. It looks look at look at this thing. I want it. No, oh, it's incredible. Uh, Midnight and Apollo. Uh, Midnight is great. I in Apollo yeah, like Midnighters. It's, Midnighters yeah, amazing. A comic book it's about so good. Two gay superheroes and their relationship while being yeah. a full of kick-ass moment, like kick-ass superhero moments. Is yes, really good. Um, Steve Orlando is top shelf comic book writer. Yeah, he needs to really be lifted up as one of the greatest creators in modern comics. That's why He's I mean pretty incredible. One of those creators that DC sought out and locked down yeah, and absolutely has made their company kind of where has increased like where this put, year's taken. Yeah, them. put them where they are. Uh Black Panther, uh we've mentioned already. It's a wow. fantastic comic book. Yeah. It's it's hard to kind of like it they took a 
but I, I don't know. There's, I don't, I, I've never felt like there's been a definitive Black Panther comic. I felt like there's been Black Panther comics that have been, have done interesting things that I've read, but mm-hmm. nothing that I go like, oh, okay, this is, like, this, I, this is the definitive Black Panther comic. Yeah. They May took, he reign a thousand years. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Great Lakes Avengers. Uh, what a of, silly fun book yes, this is. It's one of the newest newest books on this list, but I thoroughly enjoy it. I, it's yeah for the kind of the same reasons I like Unbelievable Gwenpool in a lot of ways. It's kind of like mm-hmm. it's light and charming and looks beautiful. <laughs> looks really comics nice. can just be fun. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's fine. You can do you that. Don't you don't need the mean mugging look at the camera no. with the huge cast and like <laughs> oh I'm the Justice League man. <laughs> Good, just good, just have fun. Um, Snog Girl. <laughs> but why? What is Brian Lee O'Malley is such a such an ass, mm-hmm. but he is such a great creator. He's so talented. He so is. It's... And like every stupid thing he does is so good. Like I have recently reread Seconds, and that book is incredible. He's such a goddamn good writer. It makes me angry. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it, like this is so well crafted. It's incredible. You're, you're, you're such an asshole. He's like, hey, I'm a, <laughs> like, uh, hey, I'm gonna be the goofiest person you've ever met on social yeah. media, and then I'm gonna put out like these masterpieces over mm-hmm. and over again. Yeah. Uh, and he, any no. there's a com- he made a comic book called Snot Girl and just put it out there and didn't even. Just, yeah. Hey, whatever. It's, we're gonna call it Snot Girl. Mm-hmm. Just the audacity of that alone kind of is. Oh yeah, is impressive. No. Uh, Kim and Kim, good debut. I I know she's she's one to watch. I can't. Uh, we need to do we need to do this trade. We should for uh, for book club. We should. I think that this is a. Uh, I think I think Mags is a voice that uh, that comics needs and uh, her career has uh, really taken off because of this book um so i i i don't know she's she's one that i watch and i enjoy her very much so this is this is a great new series uh i mean it was a limited series so maybe it doesn't need to be on this list but i it's 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 worth it's mentioning special, it's worth it's it, worth talking I, I think about so. yeah it's, it's got a special place in my heart yeah in, regardless a lot, of, a lot of these books are from established, pretty mm-hmm. relatively well-known people. You know, yeah. This is one of the few where it's like, hey, up and coming. Like, yeah, these are the people yeah. you're going to be reading for next five years and ten years and fifteen years mm-hmm. as they, as they make more comics. Uh, finally, Mockingbird, uh, the Chelsea Kane's book that got a lot of attention because of the negative attention on her, but in its own right, mm-hmm. is a very, very good comic. That, yeah, that that played with the convention and was really well written and, and looked beautiful and yeah, absolutely. Really, 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 really good. Um, what do you, what, what do you, what's your, who do you give the handy to? I think that the choice is obvious that the book that we needed the most and that was just like, like the just absolute most confident execution of what it needed to be was Black Panther. Like, so perfectly done, gorgeous art, solid writing, absolutely gets the job done right. And I 
I mean, I want to see more of this. I think it's just impossible to overstate how great this book is. You're making me question myself, Eric. So you were, what were you going to go with? I'm to me, gonna... it's the clear winner, the clear front runner. It is. What were you? What, what, what it, were you going to say? What's your argument? You're. You're. No, I'm not going to argue with you because no, every, I know you're not going to argue with me. Everything you said about Black Panther is 100 percent correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is. It is down to two comics for me to like. It is Black Widow and Black Panther. Yeah. Um, the Vision ended this year, and yeah. every issue that came out of the Vision, I was excited to read it. You know, yes. we read so many comics. Sometimes I, you get caught up in like, I'm really busy this week. Mm-hmm. I don't have time to sit down and read comics. Yeah. For a long time, it was like, I don't care if I'm busy this week. I'm going to read The Vision right away because mm-hmm. I love it. And after The Vision ended, Black Widow kind of took that spot for me. Of course. I can't – it's it's certainly not it, – it, it, it's hard to grade it on the same scale as Black Panther because Black Widow – is a more established character. There was a yes. a, will it, a relatively a successful book that ran up right to this one uh, that I we liked well enough. It, I don't. It's not nearly as good as this one, but it's it was it was fine. You know, Phil Noto's art was really good in it. Of course, uh, um, Black Panther is like it. It's a harder. It's like the difficulty on that. Yeah, is much higher. I, I will. I think it's perfectly okay say, for you for you to go Black Widow. I'm going to say Black Widow with Black Panther. Uh, I a think it's fine. very close second. Black I Widow think, is yeah. I like I think about the panels in Black Widow sometimes. Mm. Just I just think about how Somni has drawn that stuff, and it, it just absolutely grips me. It it is just it when I like when people go there should be a Black Widow movie. I go, yeah. you're right, and it should be just what they're doing. It should be this arc. They should just make a movie out of this because it is that – It's and I'm not like saying that, oh, it, only the good stuff should be movies. I'm like – it's just – it immediately goes, this is the best Black Widow stuff I've ever read, mm. and it is immediately compelling. Um, But all these comics are amazing. I, they would not make this list if they weren't good for all their different reasons. Who? What's our next category, Eric? It's the award for the Warren Ellis book that utterly confuses us. Yes, presented by Trees. Of course. <laughs> uh, is this Shipwreck, where I love Shipwreck. I love Warren Ellis. Mm-hmm. He's a weirdo, sci-fi, yep. we- crazy man. He's a bunch of what the fucks. And Shipwreck is, it is a book, I, I buy every Warren Ellis book, but some of them are less confusing than others. Shipwreck is utterly confusing. It is. It mm. seems like a fugue state. Uh, <laughs> putting down on a comic book. Uh, but I wanted to at least mention it. Well, there it is. Yeah, there it is. All right. We're down to the nitty gritty. Down to our last, last categories. What do we got, Eric? It's time for Best Colorist of the Year. Nominees. Jordi Belair. Matthew oh, Wilson. Oh, wait. Spoiler. You sure gave that away beforehand. I know. Uh, Tamara Bonvillain. Rico, Rico Renzi and Laura Martin. I think I talked over you saying Matt Wilson. Matthew Wilson is in there if you yeah. do not hear me say it. I, yeah, I talked over it. I'm sorry, Matt. Um, it's This is hard for me. I have a lot of respect for all of these people. Mm-hmm. And they're so often overlooked. They are. Well, I, I, I almost am kind of going to pick like... 
it's so easy to pick Jordy. It because is. I think she, she wins. Is a, you look like, at your year end awards for a lot of different public yeah. comic publications? Just like yeah, all these people are nominated. Jordy wins again. Of course, of course, of course. I mean, so she's I, I great. Kinda, she's amazing. She, no, she's she's an incredible talent. Like I, I, I wish I had the work ethic and the the brilliance that she has. It's I, but I feel stupid giving her the award. Because I'm pretty sure I've done it every year up to now. I'm pretty sure I, like last year, I was like, oh yeah, Jordy Belair, of course. And I think, was it Matt Wilson that you gave uh, it was. to last, last year? I, I gave it to Matt Wilson last year. And he is absolutely as good as it gets as well. These are, I think this Jor- is the, Jordy's, this, go, what's that? I was like, this is the cream of the crop. All these people are the no, amazing. They're pretty incredible. Um, Like I... I have tremendous respect for Laura Martin. Like, I think she's incredible. Like, she's one of the coolest people that's ever lived. She was, like, one of the first people to ever do digital color in comic books. Rico has really crushed it this year. He's done so much good stuff. I I kind of feel like... I feel like... Probably the person that interests me the most that I enjoy seeing what she writes and just she's like thoughtful and her work is so good. I I am probably this year is Tamra, Tamra Bond villain. Just I, I don't know just the things that she says and the work that she does. She really makes me think how important their work is and how they're overlooked. And I, I don't know. She's just amazing. So I think that this year is Tamra for me. I'm going Matt Wilson again. <laughs> of course you are. He's he's continuing to color like almost like it feels some is he, often is like he, is he doing Jason Aaron's Thor? He is with uh of with course Russell, he is. With Russell Donnerman and which is with the same team as no, uh yeah. yeah. And he's also coloring Black Widow. Yeah, of course. So that kind of went immediately I'm like those continue like it just it's it's kind of it's it's astounding i'm it's good that more and more you see their names on the front on the covers of books it's more and more it's not just writer artist it's writer artist colorist they yeah. they're they're acknowledging this like on the i mean they make a tremendous impact mm-hmm. on a comic book but it is unfortunately they're one of those people that they're one of the last in line and those people don't get credit for the incredibly important work that they do. We're, we're just getting to the point where it is, it's starting to get recognized for mm-hmm. like how important it really is. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and it's, it's taken 70 years or something. Like, people have been coloring comic books for as long as there have been color, as, as long as there have been comic books. No, to be fair, it was kind of an afterthought yeah. for a lot of those years. Not that, that they, they weren't talented, but they just sort of did it because color comics sold better than black and white ones. Yeah. Okay. So we're down to two categories. Eric, what is our, what is our next category? Next, we have best writer of 2016. Uh, again, murderers row here. Of, yeah. we got Tom King, Jason Aaron, Mark Wade. Gerard Way, Ta-Nehisi Coates, Chelsea Kane, and Steve Orlando. Um, I don't. You're not going to get a surprise out of me. You can probably guess immediately who I'm going to say. 
probably, and you're probably are, uh, you're probably also going to guess immediately who I'm going to say. Are we going to pick the same guy? I don't know. Because is your answer I, Tom I, King? Because my answer is Tom King. My answer is Tom King. He wrote the Vision Sheriff of Babylon both both this year, which mm-hmm. are two. I mean, we've just said the Vision is one of the best comics ever made. It's hard yeah. to say more than that. And then also, hey, started to work on Batman, the, yeah. the 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 number one series for DC that has kind of put them like, hey, you watched. Pull- Pulled them out of that tailspin they were in. Pulled them out of a nosedive. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's it's hard to like. It's crazy. Like two years ago, I didn't know that. I didn't know his name. No. 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 And now, we absolutely did not. And now we're lumping him in with like, hey, he more. Hey, Jason Aaron. You know, yeah, you're good. You're not. Yeah. Tom, you're not Tom King. Good though. Come on. <laughs> That that kind of hurts me, but I think I do think that Tom King has had a better year than Jason Aaron. He, he has even that's crazy because Jason Aaron has also written a he's written two Thor two different Thor books, uh, yeah, The Goddamned and Southern Bastards. Yeah, those are all amazing comics, and like I could go yeah. down this list: Mark Way, Gerard Way, Gerard Way, not only writing for young, writing Doom Patrol, also like mm-hmm. cur- curating and and partially editing those young young animal books. Tana Hesa Coates jumping to a different medium. Uh, Chelsea Kane the same; she's a novelist. Yeah, Steve Orlando like stepping up as DC has like given him a uh, an exclusive contract. He's you know, writing Midnight Apollo, also Supergirl. He's a bigger, bigger impact on that company. But it's Tom King wrote the vision. Like it, in any other year, like Sheriff of Babylon would go, wow, that comic book is so mm-hmm. impressive. And like captures this, this gray morass that we entered in when in, in, the, in the occupation of Iraq. But no, now all I can think about, well, the vision came out this year. I can't think of any vision is like, so incredible, yeah. I it it's hard for me to like think about anything else. It's 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 tough. But Tom King, you've ruined this for other comic book writers. You have, and then you, I see him tweet like, "Oh yeah, I've got these three new ideas for comics next year." I'm like, "What are they? I need to know now." <laughs> it's so funny because he's so he's so humble. He's so self deprecating. Uh, he he so is. He posts he posts those screen caps of like here's my expertise of comic writing and it's just like a Batman grunts <laughs> that's like... <laughs> it's pretty great and he and he does also post pictures of his kids playing with uh, Batman toys which that's I, important it is important all right we're down to our final category and that's best artist of 2016 another crazy list yeah. Um, Chris Somney, Babs Tarr, Erica Henderson, Doc Shaner, Mike Del Mundo, Brian Stelfreeze, Sanford Green, Joelle Jones, and Guru Hero. It's a ama- amazingly talented list of people. Yeah, um, it, yeah, it, it's humbling. <laughs> um, Somney, his work on Black Widow, Babs Tarr, finishing up Batgirl, and moving on to Motor Crush. Erica Henderson, who we don't read Squirrel Girl a lot on this podcast because we've already kind of read it a lot and gone, wow, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and they just keep making him, her and Ryan North just keep, she is becoming, like, she's a workhorse. Mm-hmm. Like, she posts, like, this is what I drew this year. I'm like, oh my lord, that's a lot. Doc Shaner, his work on Future Quest, we've already talked about. Mike Del Mundo, 
on the new Avengers title. We've talked about it at length in several different episodes about what his style means for that book. Brian Stelfreeze is like career defining work on Black Panther. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Kind of shepherding Ta-Nehisi Coates mm. into comic books as a veteran himself. You know, he's such a beautiful book. Yeah. Such an incredible book. Um, Sanford Green. Finally getting his due. Tre- yes. Tremendous work. Such, Iron Man and Iron Fist. Such, such a, such a cool guy. Such a great comic artist. And I got, I, I lost my brain. I lost Joel Jones. Yeah. Joel, she did, um, uh, uh, Lady Killer, mm-hmm. and also like the covers for Chelsea Kane's Mockingbird. Mm-hmm. Really, really talented. Yes, beautiful work. And Guru Hero, which we've already discussed um, multiple times. Large can't part, shut up about well, the Guru Hero. Large part of why Gwenpool is so good. So, I think I already know who you're picking, Eric. But who you're picking? You know who I'm picking. I th- I have an inkling, but I might be wrong. I gotta I gotta go for the Stelfreeze. Mm-hmm. Is that who you thought? That's who I thought. So you thought you can read my mind. I just know you pretty well. I mean, it. It's a tough. It, it it's kind of tough, but Stell Freeze is someone who embarrassingly was not on my radar at all until Black Panther, and it's so perfect. Like it looks. It, when you look at it, it's hard to believe that it never existed before this year. That it's so perfectly rec- uh, actualized. It's so right. It's pretty uncanny. What do you got? Chris Tomney. Of course. I've already... The ex- the exact same split. Yeah, exactly. For new uh, series. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is... Like, I've always recognized his talent. Like, he's always obviously been a tremendous artist. But I've never... I don't know. This is just... The Black Widow book has made me appreciate... I think has made me see what everyone else has kind of seen for a while now, like for, for the entire run of Daredevil and prior, like they've always, everyone is like, yeah, Chris Omni's amazing. I'm like, yeah, he's very good. I just, I, I there's like the same thing I described about that Daredevil. I'm like, it, it I never saw, I, I, it was always an eight or nine out of 10, never a 10 out of 10. And just reading Black Widow has made me go, oh, this is, no, this is amazing. This is everything I could, I want out of a comic. It, it like, it's, it's just Every issue I read of Black Widow is like made me real. Like man, Chris Chris Somney is a is so talented, so skilled. It's kind of intimidating, but a tremendous list, tremendous artist. It's it's and we could have easily probably named another ten people that we could have put on this list. Like talked about earlier about the, uh, the so many comics, too many comics. A lot of that is just because there's so many talented people there. We see them now. So, folks, that was the fourth annual Handsome Boys Comics Hour Handies Awards. Handies go out to all of our winners. Hope they enjoy them. Keep them in an important place in their home. Next week, we'll be back to the normal schedule. Normal Nerd Boy Book Club. We will be reading Tyson Hess's Diesel, colon, Ignition. It is taking the... His abbreviated comic Diesel and his uh, additional content to kind of finish out a story, 80, several like eighty more pages of, of content in that. Uh, I that comic is amazing, and I'm really excited to read it now that it's finally collected uh, with with all the extra stuff. Uh, but I think that'll do it. We've this is a run along. It's a award ceremony. They tend to do that. 
We are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour. You can find us at handsomeboyscomicshour.com. Any of those places, reach out. I'm, I'm backwards, Eric. I'm lost. <laughs> I'm lost again. Handsomeboyscomicshour.com. <laughs> Links there to Facebook. Facebook.com slash Hour. Twitter at HBC Hour. Uh, you can follow us. Any of those places. Reach out to us. Talk to us. Give us suggestions about what you'd like us to read. We'll try it and accommodate you if possible. You can also give us a good review on iTunes. Uh, subscribe. Give us five stars. All that good stuff. Or wherever you listen to us. It really helps us out. Also, word of mouth. Word of mouth reviews and, and, and suggestions and, and stuff like that, or recommendations. Really appreciate it. You can find me on Twitter at MixMasterCereal. That's M-I-X-M-A-S-T-E-R-C-E-R-E-A-L. Eric, where can they find you online? What a super great question. You can see my portfolio by going to FreeWillUnlimited.com, and you can see most of the things I get up to online by going to EricZGoodnight.com. That includes my Instagram, where I'm known as Easy Goodnight, and my Twitter, where I'm at Mr. Bad Example, spelled M-R, Bad Example. Well, that, folks, we will call it a day. Have a good one. Rock and roll. God damn, that was so...